Progroup Racing presents Show Us Your Tips, looking towards the last Group 1 of the season, the Tats, Tiara, Beaver and Daggy with you on a Friday morning to look through all of Eagle Farm as well as the uh, support program in Sydney. How are you, Beaver? Very well, thank you, Matt. How are you? Good, good. Just working away, busy times. Working from home these days. No good for your personal hygiene, I've discovered. Yes. No, is that right? <laughs> you don't wash for days on end. Uh, but anyway, that's oversharing. Everyone needed to know that. Uh, big day of racing tomorrow. We had a well, we had the quiet midweek, but um, we actually found a few that got out to reasonable prices at, at uh, Canterbury. Uh, eight diamonds end up getting out to about, you could have got $3 and won pretty easily. And a couple of the maidens we, we sort of suggested, but um, hopefully everyone followed me and didn't touch Cranbourne with a 10-foot pole. Um, you have much of a play during the week? No, I didn't, mate. Um, just had a, had a bit of a look, but um, kept the money in the kick. Uh, yeah, it was a bit, little bit low on confidence with uh, some of the horses running around. Um, so just took it easy and um, on to bigger and better things, hopefully on Saturday. Yeah, so we'll head to, we'll head to Eagle Farm first, where it's current. the track's currently good. There's some rain, a little bit of rain coming tomorrow. Uh, might get to the soft range, uh, but have you treated it? We've seen Eagle Farm. We saw the inside chop right out last time there. I'm sort of thinking the same thing, that uh, maybe up and off the last setup like this was they were sort of winning in a two, three metres off the rail line. Um, so I guess that eight metre outward. But if they do get to the clean ground right down the outside, like your Brooklyn Hustles, maybe that's a play later in the day. Um, any thoughts on how the track might play? Yourself? Yeah, I think you've probably summed it up quite well there. I think you'll even find that the, the front runners get off the fence and try and look for a slightly bit of better ground off the off the fence. Um, but yeah, I do expect them to probably be coming a bit more down the centre of the track, if not wider later in the day. Yeah. Um, so Nash is staying home. He uh, got he was one of the COVID hotspots. The rest of the Sydney jockeys had to, are all in town, I believe. So I haven't seen any other riding alterations. So we'll get into it. Uh with a listed race, two-year-old listed race over the 1,830 metres. Uh, we probably don't need to spend too much time on this one, do we? No, we don't need to spend too much time on this one. Uh, pretty ordinary uh, field here for a listed race. Um, what They only the five runners, and two of them don't look like they can get out of their own way. So, uh, shorty, short price uh, maiden, and uh, probably should win. Yeah, um, yeah. Get, now gets J Mac as well, and as a New Zealand Suffolk, so any wet and uh, the staying distance will suit there. And I don't need to talk much more about Tudukaka. So I guess we'll start the day with a winner. But uh, would I want to touch a dollar forty in any two-year-old staying race? No. So we'll move on. Um, sure, some fillies there will get some nice black type on their career. Well done. Race two for the fillies. Uh, the cutest over the twelve hundred meters. Well, nearly impossible race here. A couple of scratchings that have stayed in Sydney. Um, did you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I, I thought, again, the, the favourite looked, the even-money favourite here probably looked hardest to beat. Uh, Chris Lees has a way of uh, improving these horses. Uh, first up, it's, it's third up tomorrow, so it will be um, peak fitness for this. First run back was in town in Sydney, then took it up to... Um, Sunshine Coast where it won really well um, it was a nice run so stepping stepping through nicely and probably uh, gets everything in its favour here to be hardest to beat Yeah, yeah, um, I think so as well uh, Craig Williams flying at the moment so uh, we don't need to spend too much time there either 
Uh, I'm with you. The three-year-old boys over the 1,200 metres is race number three. A little bit of a wider market here. Um, I I end up defaulting, I guess, to the favourite as the obvious still, though. A couple of nice wins. Bolden at the Gold Coast. And uh, this is essentially a a midweek Queensland race, so I didn't have much more thoughts beyond that. Uh, $10 chance here I liked, which would be... It's been scratched, actually. Never mind. Um, yeah, so favourite yeah. on top here. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I kind of went the same way as you. Uh, the the favourite here looks super hard to beat. Uh, it was a impressive first up. Um, probably get pushes forward again here. Uh, there's only two other really main dangers in the market, and the rest are pretty wide. Um, mass destruction looks like a horse that doesn't want, like to win um, and runs minor placings, probably just the same here. And Garapolo, um, yeah, probably just would need to improve a bit to get over the top of the favourite here. So, unfortunately, I think the first three favourites look uh, super hard to beat. Yeah, yep. Uh, race four is a listed 2,137 metre race for the girls, um, where I think the favourite's hard to beat as well. Um, Polly Gray is absolutely thrown in here, 57, a set weight penalty, so 57 on a 56 minimum. These are all complete walkers. Polly Gray, I know it um, didn't really uh, impress in that stronger race last time, but it has a it has 100 yards on the rest of this field. Tommy Berry on, uh, any wet suits, 2,000 suits. The only concern is it's been up for since, you know, 2020. Um, but if it turns up with four legs, I think it wins, and I think the $2.90 it was last night is a, is a good price. Um, what do you make of this race? Yeah, I like what you've got to say there, and um, I think you've hit the nail on the head here. Uh, the only downside to uh, Polly Gray is that it has been up for a fair while and sort of raced all around the place. Uh, that's a little bit of a concern to me. And uh, so I probably thought there was a little bit of value in Zaydani. Mm-hmm. Just thought it was it was a little bit fresher on the scene, and I think. Um, it's forms reasonably good um, to challenge in a race like this at, at reasonable odds. It won well last start at Gold Coast, showed a nice turn of foot, um, was odds on, but won like an odds on pop, uh, was never in danger, and then ran some nice races at um, Morfittville behind In Good Health, uh, which is not a bad form line for this, and um, at Flemington was third behind uh, some nice horses in Good and Proper and Ocean Miss. So, it comes to this with um, winnable form. No, fair enough. Um, nice find there. That's, yeah, around the $5.50 mark for Zaydani. Uh, race number five is the Battle of the Bush final over 1,200 metres, essentially a Queensland highway handicap. So I um, I couldn't get my head around this. Did you be able to untangle it at all? No, I wasn't able to untangle it uh, at all here. The form lines are really hard to line up given um, they've come from all over the over the place in the bush and lining up those tracks. Um, and there's some big weights as well. So a couple of the top two in the market are carrying 62 kilos. Um, so, yeah, for me, really hard to, to line this one up. Um, you'd be going wide in this. Couldn't find anything. Sorry, punters. No, that's fine. I am. Um... I agree. Uh, the Tats Cup, the Group Three over the twenty-four hundred metres, uh, again incentivised a dollar forty against some hard heads here. Uh, hard heads that haven't done a lot for quite a while. Uh, is this the obvious here, and would you take anywhere near that price? 
Oh, I think it's definitely the obvious here. This horse is flying at the moment. Um, no, no horse is getting near it. And I don't see why anything will get near it here. I mean, if I was taking a dollar forty shot, I'd be taking a dollar forty incentivized before I'd be taking the dollar forty at the thing in the first. Yeah, hundred um, percent. That hasn't won a race. So, yeah. Uh, look, again, uh, you're not. Um, shedding any light on anything tipping incentivized, but I just really can't find anything to beat it. So uh, for me, incentivize, and you know, you might chuck in something like Traduce um, as a Cronella chance. Yep. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, Mirage Dancer with J Mac on probably runs third. I don't know. The rest is a pretty uninspiring field. Yeah. Uh, if it gets to a. Last time I ended up getting out to about a dollar sixty, dollar seventy, I ended up backing it incentivize. So. Um, I think that price range is probably okay. Um, but, yeah. 1,000-meter uh, benchmark 80 is race number seven. This shooting for gold is a horse you've uh, had a bit of an affinity with over the time we've done the show. Do you think it resumes here in similar style? Yeah, look, I, I think it's short enough. Mm, that was, um, yeah. yep. It's resuming here. I'm not sure 1,000 meters is the best distance. I think it probably... Uh, would be better suited over 1,200, but it is resuming and fresh, so obviously why they're over the 1,000, um, and it is taking on some of the older horses. So um, it'll want to be it'll want to be on its game, I think, and I think um, something like Devil's Temptation will probably hit the front somewhere in the straight and shooting gold for gold's going to have to run it down. Mm-hmm. Um so for that reason, I'm just going slightly, slightly towards Devil's Temptation um, at the five dollars fifty mark um, instead of the two dollars thirty. You're looking at the favourite. I think Devil's Temptation might just get get the jump on it. Beautiful. Uh, race number eight is the Group One uh, Wait for Age four hundred meter Tats Tiara, where we see the the two form lines of the last six weeks converge to Phillies and Mares form lines. Um, to find a favourite. <laughs> Do you want to lead us away in this uh, extravaganza? Yeah, good, good race. Yeah, cracking um, race. Uh, wide market, uh, plenty of chances here. I, I've gone for Brooklyn Hustle. Um, I, I tipped it last start, and there's no reason why it can't win again here. It's drawn nicely to uh, finish off its race down the middle of the track. We know it's going to go back. Um, hopefully there's some pace on, and... It's going to be flying home at the end. Uh, so Brooklyn Hustle for me, uh, super good chance. Nudge is flying at the moment, so there's no reason it also uh, can't win. Uh, but it'll also be giving him a start. Um, as we know, Tafane's in in super form. It, it'll run a good race. And there's horses even down the bottom that are, that are going well at the moment that can produce a nice run. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule out Rock O'Clock. Thought it's not without a chance as well. And Charlie's at 40 to 1, uh, flying at the moment. Uh, yeah, it's in, in career best form and uh, can run a nice race. So wide, wide uh, chances here, but uh, narrowed it down sort of to those five. I like how you, yeah, I like the, um, as I do in these bigger fields, you've found the, the wider barrier chances that probably in the right part of the track by this day to find a Brooklyn Hustle if it runs. Um, well, it's only going to run another 100 metres and it was pretty strong through the line. Um, so, yeah, definitely agree with what you said there. I thought Odium was good last time, sitting wide the whole way, uh, fought him off and just got nabbed by um, 
Brooklyn in the in the clean part of the track late. The forgotten horse here is ten dollars, and uh, I'll be backing it. Is Savitiano? Isn't this the best horse in the race? It was lame last time. Um, went back and trialed, trialed back to its normal standard. Bolted in a trial in Sydney. He's gone back up there. I don't think James Cummings would send it back up if he wasn't happy. Um, a little bit of the cut out of the ground's fine. Uh, gate sixteen wanting to be on pace maybe a concern, but I think this is a close to the best horse in the race. It's ten dollars. Uh, you can argue maybe, you know, Brooklyn Hustle and Tafane are as well. But uh, for me, I end up putting it on top from the two you mentioned, Tafane and, and Brooklyn. Um, yeah, no, that's a that's a fair call. And I and I did um, have a look at Sabatiano and assess that as well at the $9 mark. I was just concerned by the barrier. Yeah, wanting to be on pace. And, yeah. And even, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, and, and with Josh Parr, I suggest it's probably going to try and go forward. So we'll need a bit of luck. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, other, that was the other sort of yeah. X. Uh, tremendous race. So, uh, race nine is the uh, Healy Stakes over twelve hundred meters to wrap us up. Where um, I like the return of away game last time. Uh, I thought it was brave on pace. Um, Ford over and off and just got nailed by again by horses in the best part of the track late around the five dollar mark. I thought is the way for me to finish the day. Uh, is Baller still here? It had come out. Let me just look. No, ball is out. Yeah, the top two would come out, hadn't they? Uh, Oh, he's still there. Uh, So, yeah, I thought away game on top for me, and uh, I think Exhilarates is still going pretty well. Um, Back in grade from last time, we'll run well at $10 again. Uh, How do you line them all up? Yeah, look, away game was brave last start. I I like the the way that Uzmanov is going at the moment. Um, I've been really impressed by its its last two starts. Um, I didn't... I had a bit of a question mark prior to last start, but it won well, um, and it's just flying at the moment. I don't think it's been extended in its last two two wins, uh, and it's beat some reasonably decent horses. So it does have to give away game um, four and a half kilos, which is a is a bit of a weight advantage there. But uh, it's drawn in the two, will be up on the pace, and again, probably really give you a really good sight. No, um, fair enough. You've had a good feel for that horse. Um, you, you, I think you were on it last time as well. Uh, let's wrap up. Give uh, For progetracing.com.au, check them out for their free tips and extensive guides. Uh, do you want to do a quaddy? We'll do that first. We can do a quaddy if you want. I don't know how exciting this is going to be, but uh, yeah, see how you go. You're going it's one out. It's not going to be overly exciting. You can drive it. Uh, first leg, number four, we'll go one out. Yep. In the second leg, we're going to go uh, four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a few looks at unguarded, $17. Any thoughts? Happy to leave it out. Um, no, we can throw that in. Yeah, throw it in. We've got Fresh. Some, we've got some, uh, try some and, space. Try and get a little bit of, yeah. bit, bit of uh, value into this. Yep. We can get our value in the next. We can go one, two... Seven, nine, ten, sixteen, nineteen. Uh, yep, cool. Uh, couple of question marks. Coventina Bay, you reckon we, that's covered? Don't need to worry about that. Yamakazi no. at fifties. No. All right, we'll take that on too. And how are we coming home? And how are we coming home? We're going to go two, three, six. And 15. Oh, yeah, nice. I didn't even realise Bella was down there. 
with uh, Kieran Ma now, is he? Okay, cool. Um, got to the last, got to away game and uh, packed up shop when I was doing the form here. Good find there, Beaver. Your best in value uh, at Eagle Farm. Yeah, my best is race three, number five, Kingston's here. And my value bet comes up in race eight, number seven, Brooklyn Hustle. Uh, yeah, my best will be uh, Polly Gray for all the reasons I said. I think uh, hopefully $2.70, $2.90 on the day. And my value, I'll make my value Savitiano in the same race. But uh sounds like we might be able to play a first four like similar to like we did in that two-yard race where we can maybe throw in the chances we talked about in the group one. Uh, Tafane, Savitiano, Brooklyn Hustle, maybe an Odium and uh, uh, who else was the, th- the fourth one we mentioned there? Uh, Odium and uh, Nudge and uh, get a result there. Let's head to Randwick, where it is wet. We had a bit of rain overnight. Uh, a little bit of uh, stuff tomorrow, I believe. Let me just bring up my notes. A uh, bit of, yeah, a bit of drizzle. And so working around, a, it's probably going to stay heavy. The worst side, side of soft anyway. Rail in the six-metre mark, so I'm thinking sort of up and off the rail. It's similar to Eagle Farm, actually, sort of two metres off the rail, two, three metres off best ground. Um, tricky day. Uh, where we kick off race one over the 1,300 metres in a benchmark 72. Uh, yeah, tough race. I wasn't overly keen on it, but uh, I thought the top two uh, the top two numbers were probably the way to play. Kobe Rocks is going pretty well at the moment. He's honest enough. Uh, had to work going Google who uh, is it Hovel Van De Hoven is, uh, a South African jockey apparently. But... Um, Four winners from his 14 starts in Australia. He looked like he sits on him, all right? So uh, might be a setup here for Bjorn. And Majorati has trolled okay and might be the, you know, at least has some metro form when a lot of these don't. How do you approach this first race? Yeah, a bit of the same uh, sort of view as you. Um, I kind of came up with two different horses. I thought Resilient Star was a was an outside chance um, around the $6 mark, which they're all around this that price. Uh, mixes its form, but if it finds its best form, can be in the finish here. And I thought Salik, number six, from the yep. Wallace Stable, yep. uh, is racing quite consistently at the moment. And around the $10 mark, uh, can run a nice race. So if I was having a bet, I'd probably play those two. Um, and if one of those wins, I'll have a nice win. No, nope, that's fine. Uh, John Van Overmeer, probably one of the go-to jockeys on the day. Him and uh, him and uh, Avdullah, I'd say. So Tyler Sheila's going all right. Uh, race to the highway. Uh, yep, too good for me. Anything here? Too good for me. I'm hitting the road there. <laughs> that's fine. We've got another one coming. We've got the midway coming next week, so that'll be even more exciting. Uh, race number, so 10, 10 races a week in Sydney next week. I think it's all two weeks' time. Uh, race three, 3,200-metre Stayers Cup. Uh, amazing field of uh, top-quality stayers have assembled here. Uh, my notes yeah, on this no. my notes on this race read, uh, Sweet Thomas and I don't know question, uh, I don't know emoji. So, uh, um, yeah, that's about it for me. I have nothing more to add. What an awful race. Sweet Thomas, at least when uh, we know runs a distance and chased, uh, sw- uh, chased uh, Knight's Order last time. So, whatever. Did you have anything to add? Mate, this lot was that bad. I actually went looking for your name to see if you were saddling up and having a run in this because I would have I given you a sneaky I'd, I'd run top four. I'd run top four and that'd be stopping at the bar. 
And I, and I don't even know if you can make 32 under him, but uh, <laughs> actually, I do know the answer to that. <laughs> I'll stop at the bar, at the Winx bar on the first way around. Don't worry. I'll still beat half of them. <laughs> yeah, that won't get you there. <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is awful, this field. I can't, be, can't believe that um, some horse is going to win however much, yeah, tens of thousands of dollars for winning this race. But uh, 58 grand. Anyway, there's a winner in there. What's how much? 58 grand to the winner. So well done. 58 grand to the winner of this. Yeah. Um, yeah That'll pay for their dressage career. Uh, sweet, yeah, Sweet uh, Thomas was the only one I could find here that, um, yeah, I mean, all the rest of, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't mean a win, but uh, it was the only one that I could see that potentially runs the distance and uh, it looks to be slightly better against these. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Cap Favors, uh, well, that's favourite, isn't it? Uh, Joe Pride, Destiny's Kiss won, what, eight of these sort of races? So, um, yeah, you know, don't know what that means here, but there he was. Race four, uh, 1,800 metres. This isn't much better. My notes here, <laughs> red zing with this emoji as well. So, um, I thought it was a little bit disappointed not to win last start, zing, to be honest, but um, <clears throat> this isn't any better field. It sits in the right spot. Uh, it's short enough but probably the one to beat. Uh, so Wicked might roll forward. Tim, well, Tim Clark on suggests it probably will roll forward and um, might be the might just be the leader at the end. I couldn't... Uh, same, you'd say the same about Canadian Spice, I, I suppose, but having mentioned all three Waller horses, probably suggests I don't have much more to add about this race. Did you pick it apart any better? No, about the same. I thought Zing gets, uh, gets his chance definitely tomorrow. Uh, it's, it's short enough. But um, it's three runs this time in have been good enough to suggest that it would be and win this race. Um, you know, one thing's for sure: it will it will finish in the in it will be in the finish. Yeah. Um, it's just whether it has that circular instinct to get a lot across the line first. Um, so yeah, Zing for me, based on um, seems to have the best form. Race number five over the mile is a benchmark seventy-two. Uh, where I've I've gone with the Sad Day horse by Riri Falls of on quick backup from last week where it chased Oscar Zulu who was off and gone uh, before that wasn't far off Great House uh, yeah Waller's pretty good at making sure all these sort of horses win at least one of these prep and I suppose it's Wairi's turn tomorrow um, I didn't have much more to add about the race again I thought Cadnabby has been a bit disappointing since it's win first up so um, apart from that did you look away from that? Yeah, I thought the same. I thought Wariri Falls. It was quite interesting. You look at the the race previously with Zing compared to Wariri Falls, and it kind of looks to set up the same for both of those with regards to their form lines and the fields they're facing. Yet um, one's two dollars and one's three fifty. So yeah. I thought Wariri Falls chased home a decent horse last start. It was stuck on the fence. If, uh, my memory is correct, and then the other horse just sort of yeah. off and gone, and it, it chased, and it didn't shirk its task, um, and that horse was in good form. So I think it looks to be um, a nice play here. And the main danger, Meg, uh, was a nice win last start. Uh, gets thrown into this with only 49 kilos on the back. Uh, so the, the favourite's giving it 10 kilos. I think Meg can run a really nice race at $8 as well. So... They're the two I'd be playing in this race. Okay, no, fair enough. Um, the listed Civic Stakes race six starts the quaddy over the 1,400 metres. Well, how's this for <coughs> for a race? Um, 
I can't believe I'm doing it, and I'm not overly confident, but I'm actually going to put Wonder Bar on top here. Um, Ooh. Just because it's not a horse I've ever had an opinion of, but I think it's going, chasing pretty well like behind Adlog, and I just sort of took the took the thought by this time, hopefully it can come down the middle, it'll be pretty close to in the finish. Uh, wet shouldn't be, wet isn't an issue. Hopefully the way to play here will get its win after being up longer than um, Polly Gray has been. From uh, Three Ood, who was okay chasing Exhilarates last time. Uh, beyond that, a Tricky Girl was pretty average last time. I had three looks at Bandersnatch. And Rainier came out of the worst race I've ever seen in Queensland, where um, they almost started going backwards halfway up the straight there, that Queensland race. So I just want to take that on. Uh, back to Sydney might suit there. But how do you look at this? Mate, I come up with Fender. I think Fender's a really nice play here at the, at the price. Um, last start finished fifth. In a race one uh, where Tafane ran second, uh, yep. So it was only and it carried fifty four kilos. So it's ca- carrying fifty three in this. Uh, Scott Overmere, Overmere on it, uh, and it was only three lengths off Emerald Kingdom, which won that race. Tafane ran second. Um, prior to that, it won two races, um, both up at, uh, at Eagle Farm. Uh, again, beat Garibaldi, who's. Uh, had some good form and is a decent horse. So it's form, this preparation for me has been pretty good. Um, so I think uh, around the $7 mark, I think Fender's a really nice bet in this. Can't see why it can't win. Uh, if it brings that form to Sydney here and uh, main danger, I've got Bandersnatch. Just think it gets uh, third up. Uh, I think they haven't quite ridden it the right way that Bandersnatch needs to be ridden. Um, I hope they don't try and go too far forward, sit off, and they sit back a little bit here and produce it for one finish. But uh, Fender is my pick in this race, so I think it's a really nice bet, main danger, Bandersnatch. That's a nice fight. This race is here to be won, so uh, like the rest, a lot of these are just going around. around. So, um, yeah, no, I like what you said there. Good find. Uh, 800 metre, race number seven is 800 metre, benchmark 88, uh, where... We can. I'm a bit more confident here. Where I think Great House uh, is a, a good horse. I think it won its last win. It had plenty in hand. Even though it was a bunch of finish, it was sort of kitted to the line. Um, further up in distance, it'll run well here. I don't think I don't rate opacity at all. So taking that on, and given it's taking up a third of the market, happy to back uh, Great House. Uh, not a lot left here. Mooberis has been chasing line really well and is the main danger. Um, what about you, Beaver? Yeah, I thought Great House is the best horse in the race here, and the further um, the the distance, um, the more it'll improve off its last start. I don't think the six seven hundred was right up its alley. The extra two hundred will certainly um, benefit it. Um, Opacity is a hard horse to catch. It won well last start; it was a nice win, um, but when it was backed in the market, so there was certainly some confidence around Opacity prior to that. Um, wasn't great in last prep uh, didn't live up to expectations whether it's that win has given it some confidence uh, don't know and Mugaraz is going okay um, albeit probably not against the quality of horses in this so um, yeah great house for me race number 8 is the benchmark 7-8 over the 1400 metres and what do you do with Blondo now I thought it showed itself up a little bit last start I know Oakfield uh, whatever, who beat it? Cisco Bay, you know, was backed off the map, so maybe I'm too harsh, but I was a little bit disappointed, to be honest. What do you make of the run, and are you, are you backing Blondo? 
Yeah, look, I think you're right. It's, it's really hard to get a guide on, right, because there was certainly something going on because Cisco Bay was backed off the map and, and ran like a horse that was backed off the map. It, it gave Bondell a start and blew past it. Yeah. I didn't think Bondo's run was a bad run. I thought it was quite a good run. Um, again, probably a little bit further back than I would have liked it, but then again, it's going to get back in this race as well. So a bit of the track will depend on how that's playing. Look, I'm willing to give it one more go in this field. Yeah. Um, I'll be watching the market closely. At this stage, $3.80, I think, is a decent bet. You know, there is only three horses under double-figure odds and look to be the main dangers. So I've got Bondo at the moment, uh, slightly ahead of Ulysses. I like, yeah, Ulysses' return too. Um, I had something on it at... Uh a big price, and I think it was no third dividend that day, so that was heaps good. Uh, um, Canasta's up and honest. Well, they're the two that finished behind Cisco Bay, so I guess that, that's the obvious starting point. Uh, I suppose if you've been with Blondo at evens the last two starts, if it gets to $4, $4.50, you, you can probably get some of that back. Uh, the one, the probably forgotten horse here that I can um, entertain to an extent is Mirror Vision. I think it's going pretty well, and it's 15 bucks, so... Um, the rest of these I, I wouldn't uh, pay too much more attention to. Uh, race 11, the Warren Woodcock benchmark 78 to wrap us up. Where uh, we've got a... Who is out here? The closer bell's innocent. Just checking my scratching, sorry. And uh, I will have... We'll finish a day here. Well, this is... I guess it's more of the same here. It's a Walla Horse in Hulk that probably is due to win. It's $4. Gets a right set up. Uh, inside gate now up and going, just hasn't won, which is a concern, but it's the story of the day with these Chris Waller ones. Um, I suppose I have to put on top the two at double figures, though, that I uh, uh, will probably have, will go in my quaddy at least. We'll see how I'm going to see whether I back him. Is number five done, Brody Power, $14. Charles has been okay and uh, goes really well. I think wet suits as well. Air or soft suit. And Joviality, I think, is a forgotten horse. It was doing some good things. Prep before last came back and had the two runs in the uh, group races in the spring. Gone out here, trialled uh, under wraps twice. Dan the weights said I think you might have just been forgotten. It was sixteen dollars now, uh, thirteen dollars. Uh, they're the two. If I need to, that'll go in the quarter at value outside the favourite. How have you looked at this? Yeah, look. Um, funny you should say that. I came up with Dun Brady Power. Yeah, nice. Um, I like that. I thought I thought fourteen dollars was a really good price here. Who knows? It might get better. Um, it's first up, so it's nice and fresh. Um, it's performed okay before first up. Um, had two two out of five wins and a second out of third, so goes really well. hasn't been hasn't been extended in its barrier trials, so not too sure about that. But look, it's um. It was up in Brizzy last preparation and finished six, uh, two lengths behind Crone a theory mm-hmm. um, in a really good race up at the Gold Coast before it won, um, I think, a nice race back down in Sydney. So I think it's got a little bit of ability in a pretty open race. So I'm expecting Dunbury Power to run well. I think Joviality, as you said, um, be having a look at this again, $13 is a good it's a good price, and you know it's hard in the winter time, as I always say. Winning form's good form, and Shadow Crush has been running well. Yep. 
for me, I, I just like Dunbarty Power. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, even last prep, it had the it had that real big win at Ramwick. Before that, it was unlucky Rose Hill, and it, and then it was unlucky when it should have been the finish at Kembla as well behind Stolen Jade in the uh, the race there. So, um, fourteen bucks, Jackson Morris. Uh, you'd probably know him better from Queensland. Uh, is uh, not a, yeah, he's fine. He's a perfect uh, capable of getting this to the middle of the track and running down. So. Uh, I like it when we find these ones at odds, Beaver, so a bit more confidence there now. Fingers crossed. Let's see how we go. Uh, let's throw out for progetracing.com.au, let's throw out a quaddy in Sydney. Uh, I'll go, should we throw Rainier in? Mm-hmm. I'll take it on, leave it out. Three Bandersnatch, five Wonderbar, eight three nine Fender. Anything else you want to add there? That's fine. One opacity, five Moober is ten great house. Uh, race number eight is two Canasta, six Mirror Vision, sorry, five Ulysses, six Mirror Vision, seven Blondo. Yeah, we'll leave them out. Assume Kobe will run earlier. And we'll come in with one Shadow Crash, five Dun Brody, six Hulk, ten Triple Ace, and fourteen Joviality. Hopefully a nice finish for us. Your best and value at Ranwick tomorrow. Yeah, my best comes up in race seven, number ten, Great House. Yep. And my value bet comes up in race six, number nine, Fender. I like it because my best is Great House as well, and uh, my value is the last. I like the two horses we just spoke about, Dunbrody Power and Joviality. I think it'll give you a nice sight for your double figure prices there. You got anything? Uh, anything down south? Yeah, I did have a couple of Caulfield. I didn't think it was so hard down there. I didn't think it was the worst race meeting ever. Um, I, I didn't really like too much uh, early in the day. Um, my bets sort of come up uh, a little bit later. Mm-hmm. I thought um, race four, number 19, Chief Altony, uh, around the $4.50 mark. It was absolute certainty beat last start. Um, yeah. Got Oliver aboard this time. I think it'll get a better run and be right in the finish in what is a quite a nice race. Uh, in the fifth, uh, number six, I'm Thunderstruck. Uh, uh, first up was very good. Meets a good horse in Imperial Hilton, who's flying at the moment. Yep. Uh, but I just think I'm Thunderstruck is is uh, going on to better things. Um, in the seventh race, number five, Bedford. I think it can win over the two thousand. Got a bit too far out of its ground class start. I think if they can get it a little bit closer, uh, could be hard to beat around the $4 mark. And uh, my final bet came up in race nine, number 14, the Gouch. Uh, really good first start. Will it be improved by that? Drawn well. Um, nice nice claim here. Hard to beat. Yeah, I, I like everything you've mentioned there. Uh, I'll throw in down from Sydney if you get uh, Caulfield should suit. Uh, Malkovich can do what it did last time and bunny along at Caulfield if the uh, track's good enough. be hard to catch there. Uh, but a bit of pace uh, with Esther LaRocca and that around it. Uh, and one of my girls, Peggy Celine, there. Actually, now look at that. But um, I like the other ones you've mentioned, Beaver. That's good. Uh, good job. Good luck tomorrow, mate. Uh, check out progroupracing.com.au for their free tips and extensive guides each and every day. And uh, tune back in. Good luck tomorrow, punters. Tune back in Tuesday night for our midweek preview. Until then, Beaver, good luck tomorrow, and uh, I'll chat to you soon. Thanks, man. Recording stop.